So when I was eating fruit for those 31 days, I was specifically on the protocol of mono fruit. So yeah. like one type of food at a time. My my Changu friends, yeah. who are carnivores still, like it's very obvious if you look at these Changuers who are eating meat, they're strong as fuck. They're aggressive as fuck. Like in terms of like, they're, they're like going to the gym, maybe they're boxing, they're doing MMA and shit like that. Mm. They're bloated. Like you can see it in their face. Elitom Elamin, that's another one. He's Brazilian and he looks, he looks so good. Yo, sit down, let's dig into your spiritual ego. Think you're looking fly, white linen kimono, got your yoni egg in. I think you're ready. Yeah, it's time for Ubudan tea. like our first attempt at a bro episode yeah like two brothers having a conversation um so yeah well i mean we started already um talking about like food and eating a lot of fruits and i feel that's um a little rabbit hole we've been on together and that we're both passionate about at the moment right yeah so wait before we start i do want to say this like welcome to the best podcast that ubud has ever seen mm. i'm lawrence J. this is Alex Lambert, and right now we are wearing from the Zest store, which is known as the Last Tribe. We are wearing a kimono and some of our local Balinese uh, jewelry. I mean, yeah, mm. yeah. And we love, we, even though like we don't we we don't really eat the food there anymore at Zest. It's so beautiful, but we go like more simple, just fruits. But it's beautiful. Well, speak for yourself. Sometimes I have a cheat meal, more often than not. But <laughs> that's crazy. Now when we have like a nice, what people would think really healthy vegan meal, call it a cheat meal. Yeah, it's a... it's Because we're so healthy. We're something. <laughs> we're definitely something around when it comes to food. And I think mm. this is like what, like, this is the conversation that we're going to have today, um, at least attempt to have to really take a look at how our eating habits have changed. Yeah. I think like discussing why, like philosophy around it yes. and maybe where they differ and just go from there. Yeah. Because please everyone at home, take everything very seriously. This is medical advice. No, sorry. I, mean, I am not the, a nutritionist or a dietitian. We are not. <laughs> this is not am, medical this advice. Is, and this is, not, <laughs> this is not financial advice. Yeah, this is not. And we're... Uh, like, I mean, I, I, feel, I feel very qualified to talk about nutrition because I did a business school. <laughs> and I'm also qualified because I did a yoga teacher training. <laughs> That's actually closer. Though. That is closer. <laughs> very closer. Well, 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 actually, a lot of the nutrition would be more towards business than yoga in the, in the matrix world. So maybe business school more like with nutrition in the True, in actually. The world. That's a really good point. Mm. Let's, let's dive in. Let's dive in. Yeah, we've been uh, on a little journey. I mean, what, what's been your journey with uh, nutrition, Lawrence? Like my whole life? Like, maybe make it uh, more like <laughs> a few years, the first few. Yeah, I mean, your whole life. Well, my whole life, I just ate like, like I had pizza so pops. I, I used to have pizza pops. Like my mom would buy like yeah, those well, You started with breast milk. I started with breast milk. <laughs> but yeah, I did, I was breastfed. Yes, yes, yes. Good. I, and, and Good. And that was, that's, that's actually as good as it got at that age. Yes. That is the stuff. That mm. is the juice, as we call it. Mm. 
Um, after that, my, my family's of Russian descent, so there was a lot of like buckwheat and there was mm. meat and potatoes mm. and my mom made amazing salads. Um, but I'd say like at some point, I started becoming what we would call conscious of mm. eating, which had me, like I remember the first time like I dove into the idea of vegetarian or veganism. It was like mm. a long, long, long time ago, but it was like, I had this moment and the moment was if I'm eating meat now then psychologically humanity can be manipulated into cannibalism on the mainstream like I had this Mm. thought I was living in Vancouver and I was like if I'm gonna have this steak or this hot dog Mm. who's to say this is chicken or beef this could be my best friend Mm. that didn't last long that kind of like 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 very drastic and like extremist and and then i went and like just started like were you afraid that the steak was actually human or were you thinking of okay if i got brainwashed so much that i would be willing to eat a pig that means maybe one day the society will brainwash us into eating human the latter the latter like i was just i was aware that this that was a wake-up point for me like first of all i wouldn't i don't identify as by, by what I put in my mouth. I don't identify mm. like by like the words vegetarian, carnivore, yeah. or vegan. That's not who I am. But I remember at that time being fully aware of the fact that what we are born into is the norm. Yeah. And if I was born into eating human thigh, I, that would be the norm. I would say, and to support that, as a vegan, I also don't like labels. <laughs> Sorry, I was laughing because it's funny. <laughs> But, um, but yeah, yeah, but yeah, um, mm. but I'm going to like fast forward about a year into this. It was about a year ago mm. where I was coming from Changu to here yeah. and when I was in Changu, I was, I had a, a 10 month period where I was dating somebody who was a vegetarian mm. and she said to me, if you eat meat, I will not kiss you. Mm. And I was like, easy. No eating meat. So I went for like, like, and I never ate meat like tradition or like hardcore dogmatically. It was like if I needed some protein, I would like add some meat into my diet. Um, but after I broke up with her as a ritual, as a declaration to the world, and I was living in Changu, I started eating meat because everybody around me was a carnivore. And I was like, oh, this seems to work. Joe Rogan's doing it. Like I started doing it for like a month or two. But then I moved to Changu because I had, oh no, to Ubud because I had an injury. And mm. I was trying to find any way to heal the injury. Mm. And Jonathan was yeah. like, I Jonathan was. Jonathan Ailes. Yeah. Um, he said to me that it's possible that I'm getting inflammation and mucus mm. from all the meat I'm eating. Mm. I was also thinning. My hair was also thinning at the time. And I was like, how do I stop this? And he started telling me about having like various detox protocol that is surrounded around fruit oh that's when he kicked you into the rabbit hole yeah he basically kicked me into the rabbit hole you've been you've been fine too yeah so i went i had a was then like that's a whole other story with jonathan but like i started speaking to one of my friends sia he introduced me to fruit and i did fruit only for 31 days and i didn't know what i was doing other than I was going to just eat fruit for 31 Mm. days and see if it worked. And what happened was in that process of eating only fruit for 31 days, 
I had all kinds of like rabbit holes open up that I wasn't mm. ready for. And Hasna. Sia who got back to meat also. Yeah, yeah, Sia is now eating meat. So like we it's, it's interesting in the community to see people like, that's why I stay, I like to stay humble and not too label. Is I've seen people say like, like do something and really feel comfortable with a way and, and then own it and identify months, by yeah, it. And a few months, and I'm not saying it's Sia by the way, I'm just saying in general. And see a few months later, <laughs> and see honestly, and see a few months later that person doing something quite different. Yeah. So I went through for 31 days, and like things started to shift. Like I was feeling differently. I was clearing up. I I just felt good. But I would say more interesting than that because all of a sudden you got I, even more good looking. I got even more good looking. My eyes became clear. I became more blue eyed, like all that kind of stuff. But what was more interesting to me than the fruit was I was talking to Hasna, and and I didn't even know her at the time. I just like mm. she was just a massage girl mm. around town, and I like just wrote her because I wanted a massage. And this is what happens in Ubud: you write somebody, and you're like, I want a massage with you, and she's like, Wait a second. I have to see if we connect. So we started having these long WhatsApp conversations and I never ended up getting a massage with her. That, I mean, mm. months later it happened, but she said to me, cause I told her about my injury. She's like, have you ever considered dry fasting? Mm. And I was like, no, I had never considered dry fasting. That is super fucking extreme. Like water fasting, like maybe I would consider. So she turned me on to Trevor, Fasting with Trevor, who is this amazing dude on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And he does like 20 something day dry fasts and stuff like that. And I, while I'm fruiting, I dived in to the dry fasting world. Mm. And I found Trevor and I was like, this guy is cool. I really resonated with the things he would say. Mm. And then I found, now you guys, like I spoke a little bit about my Russian background. The dry fasters in the world predominantly live in Russia. Mm. And there's a guy, Sat Marga, which you can find Russians, him. they like the extreme. They one. love the extreme, <laughs> like stand on nails, yeah. dry fast, and vodka. Um, not at the same time. And Sat Marga had these like long hour, two long hour interviews on dry fasting that were in Russian. And because I could listen to them, I understood and I became like a source for dry fasters because he was like the ultimate, like he was mm. the ultimate guy. Like I could watch him because I understand mm. Russian and I started just getting into like the idea of dry fasting. And I guess like I'd, I'd done intermittent fasting before. So okay. while I was fruiting, I would do like a 36 hour dry fast once a week. And I was that, that was like kind of like the beginning of it for me. You had been on this road for like, like since I met you. Yeah, I've done like, for me it was reading um, Sapiens. Okay. You know Sapiens by I mean, Yuval Noah Harari? I mean, it's a mainstream book, right? Yeah. yeah. And I, I loved it. It was part of my um, awakening they, journey. What do they say about food there? Well, the whole book is really interesting because it's about having a new fresh perspective on the world. And one of it was, yeah, but especially how we treat animals when we uh, eat factory farmed meat, for example. Oh, so you were like moral, like you were yeah. like how we treat them. Yeah. Okay. I came from the moral angle and then came the health. You're a good man. Thank you. 
<laughs> you are. You're a good man. You're a big hearted <laughs> man. I I went there and then I left that place yeah. and I just like yeah. went down and started eating steak and cheese. <laughs> yeah, so, and I'm yeah. French. So what was that? Yeah, uh, it's weird to be to turn vegan when you're French. Uh, yeah, so I read it and I was like, okay, if I like a, a lot of a lot of things that I feel are really healthy is to really try a new perspective. Like imagine you're almost an extraterrestrial being that lands on Earth and be like all that childlike vision. Is that normal? Does that make sense? And then I was like, with fresh eyes, of like how we treat animals. I think I watched, I don't think it was conspiracy, but there's another one. Um, what the health? Yeah. And then I was like, okay, that's that's not right. Thank you, bro. No problem. Yeah, we're very tribal today. It's like uh, Wichole bracelet from my friend Malvina. Beautiful. <laughs> and yeah, feeling okay. That's that's like a, that's weird. I don't want to participate in that. So, but I also transitioned pretty gently. So I, I got like uh, I wrote an article actually that's online why why I became eighty percent vegan and then more and more. That was four or five years ago. And uh, yeah, also then got into the the health and fast forward with that same logic. Um, I went from being mainly vegan to eating mainly raw to now eating mainly fruits. And, uh, and it's the same logic because to me, it's, it's going back to that innocence where, okay, we're on earth, we have trees that grow fruits. They're beautiful, they're juicy. They get ripe. Even if you don't take them, they will fall and die. So you're not like killing anything. And it just makes sense. And yeah, if you, if you put in front of a child like a juicy orange or a rabbit, do you think the child would go like, go for the rabbit and rip the flesh and eat it? Like, or even the carrot, rip it from the ground. Uh, and even, even a lot of things in the raw food, it's like, yeah, so you're putting this that's been grown in a different country together. It's, it's just not, like not, doesn't feel intuitive, right? And so with that same logic, I went from uh, removing uh, things like, yeah, the more going with the moral and then the health was just keeping things simple and what felt, um, yeah, just, just simple and intuitive and going back to have we been mindful this much that we think this or that super complicated thing is, is right for us. And that's where I'm at now. Just in case, I know I've seen people change and I've changed my mind yeah, and evolved. Yeah, yeah. So that's the, 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 what I'm at at the moment. Makes sense for me that if we eat, it should be the simple thing that nature gives us fruits, maybe sometime a bit of nut, a bit of vegetable in small quantities that can make sense. And, but yeah, that, that's where I'm at if we eat. If we eat. If we eat. That's a whole other conversation. <laughs> but like, I want to track it back a little bit because I have yeah. like my theories and I don't claim to know anything, but I do have these ideas in my head. And when I was, the thing that made sense about fruit for me, I love that Claudio's here. He's just like these motherfuckers. Like, <laughs> like what the fuck? Like, <laughs> but the thing about no rice, really? That's not a, in Bali. We say if you don't have rice, it's not a meal. Exactly. <laughs> and like, but but for, it was uh, how long ago did we, before this happened to us? We understood that yeah. rice is the highest content of sugar. That like it's it breaks down, but at the same time, like we were trying to stay. I was trying to stay away from carbs. Like I was mm. in keto land. 
I tried rice. keto in Australia, but then three years ago, I'd be eating tempeh and white rice. And for example, here, all the tempeh is genetically modified, it's a lot of soy, and then the, the rice genetically modified, sprayed with pesticides. So I was like, oh, I'm healthy, I'm vegan, but... So nah, that's bro. what I want to get to, because tempeh is a really good uh, example of this and a metric for it, is that the fruit wasn't just fruit. I was monofruiting. Mm. And that introduced something brand new to me. And that is that, first of all, we're, we're a water pipe organism, which means like we are made for water. Mm. And fruit is the closest food to water. And it's, even with fruit, like if you're mixing fruit, like if you're eating, for example, banana and watermelon, mm. your body's not going to digest it easily it's going to digest it okay it makes sense like in nature usually you'd find a tree with one fruit you wouldn't make a fruit salad so when i was eating fruit for those 31 days i was specifically on the protocol of mono fruit so yeah. like one type of food at a time i would i would always check like how long does it take for a banana to digest 40 minutes okay then i might have a mango or whatever papaya yeah. in an hour later right but when i started learning about digestion i started feeling better i started feeling lighter i started to realize oh it has nothing to do with anything other than how quickly can our body get it in and out. Mm. Meat takes days to get mm. out of your system. Mm. The food that you would eat at any restaurant takes hours, if not days also. And that's when I realized it was a conversation about digestion, not a conversation about food. Mm. And what is the thing that exhausts us as humans more than anything? <laughs> Eating? Digestion. Digestion. And like unconscious sex. But that's a whole different conversation mm. that we would have had mm. an episode ago. Mm. Um, mm. So when I started understanding that, I was like, this makes perfect sense to me. Mm. Yeah. And, and here's the other thing. I'm like, well, here's like, because I can go on and on and mm -hmm. on. My, my Changu friends, yeah. who are carnivores still, like, it's very obvious if you look at these Changuers who are eating meat, they're strong as fuck. They're aggressive as fuck. Like, in terms of, like, they're, they're like, going to the gym, maybe they're boxing, they're doing MMA and shit like that. Mm. They're bloated. Like, you can see it in their face. They're well, carrying... We talked about it earlier. So, the episode before with Kevin, we talked about uh, GPCS, for example. Yeah, totally. Which I love, right? But you can see he's done carnivore and you can you can watch the videos. You can see. It's, it's like he's come from Ubuntu Chengu, right? Yes. So, it's like you can see the videos before when he's like, he was probably more uh, into the raw foods and all that. And he, and now he's definitely more buffed. Yeah. But he's also, you can see the face is pretty inflamed. So, it's like trade-off. Yeah. 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 So I can see that in my friends that are doing it. I can see it in myself as soon mm. as I go down that route. Um, so look, I go and I still eat other foods. Like I don't, I, I, will, I don't think I'm ever gonna touch dairy again. Maybe raw dairy at some mm. point, but like I don't eat cheese because cheese, I, I associated it to the thinning of my hair. And since I've been living like this, which is under a year, my hairline is like, it's all back. Like, I'm like, I used to, you can look at my Instagram. There's like, it just doesn't look good. Like I was like, I was falling apart. Now I'm like back. Um, I don't think I'll, I'll, at least, I mean, it's a pretty like hard thing to say right now. I, like, I have a friend who had good results with, uh, that's what people do in Ubud, putting pee in his hair too. Really? Yeah. Like, back. like, like he would. 
Do you, do you know where I can get P? Mm, I think you P like is where, really rare. You is need that to a, buy that a, it. You need to buy it from uh, pharmaceuticals, I think, or something. It's like patented. Or, okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I don't think it's natural. I think you need to. Yeah, it's quite expensive. That's really interesting because like I sometimes I watch Ubud on acid, mm-hmm. and those guys make fun of that guy. Actually, we'll talk about him later because I don't okay. I don't think we're right. done about food, but I do want to no, hit that. Not. Yeah. But anyhow, so for me, it was like digestion. Mm. It was like watching myself. And I was also looking at other people and being like, they're inflamed. They're like <laughs> carrying waste. Mm. And the, everything like... Not so, judging, of course. I was in Changu. I was... Yeah, I'm not judging at all. <laughs> like, like to each their own. And if you like being inflamed, <laughs> like, why not? Like, I sometimes choose inflammation when I choose food as entertainment, which I do. Yeah. But... Food, like a restaurant food, Pierre's going to kill us. <laughs> He's going to kill us. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Food is entertainment. Like, wait. Well, actually, just to go back on the Pierre is going to kill us. One thing, though, that you lose when you stop eating this kind of food is the social aspect of it. Totally. But one thing that saves that is a tea house. Because yeah. then we can gather around some tea. That's true. When we were prepping this episode, something that you said you said it's not like this is not for human consumption like when you were talking about mm. the different foods yeah and i want to point this out because i really like i i came across as like very like staunch mm. we as humans are omnivores and what what i mean by that is that if i wanted to i could take this glass and swallow it right now like i could break the glass put it in my mouth like we see mu- mu- like magicians do and I can swallow. Yeah, but that's not what you call omnivorous. It's like it's like many animals would go out of what they should eat. So if you're a carnivore animal and you're really starving, you can eat something else, but you're still carnivore. Right. We're, okay. So we as humans are choose to eat whatever you choose to eat of ours. Mm. Like we could put what we could put metal in our mouth and like. like yeah, but the evils is more like what are you thriving on? Oh well, then we're yeah. not. Well, we're. I mean. Okay, then thriving, that's a whole then other conversation. Yeah. yeah. But we but we are choosers. Like we mm. choose and most of the food that we do is for like we choose based on taste. Like what is my mm. tongue like? Okay. Or what does my what do I associate from childhood because mom and dad yeah. fed me this? And then we have an emotional aspect to that's it. That's the thing because also what I could feel from my experience is that my taste got hijacked mm. by sugar, salt spices and actually through especially that mono fruiting there is a rediscovery of the amazing taste and simplicity of nature's candies yes and um and and i'm i'm still in that transition of going away from like oh i need the crunchy and the salt and the this and the that and just appreciate a good piece of fruit and i just feel i just feel that's coming back to nature where i i just feel like We've been hijacked almost like played on with taste. For sure. I think so too. I also find that this show, like I, I wonder like how many people are going to watch it and be interested in it. Yeah. Um, just because like it's one opinion because we're very yeah. similar. Well, yeah, but I did a business school. Oh yeah, you did go to and I, <laughs> and, and I did a yoga teacher training. <laughs> um, well, it's just, been, it's just been interesting for us going into this rabbit hole. I'd say... I don't want to make it too much like nutrition because that's not it's not expertise or something that's not what it's about but i think what's interesting is that we are 
uh, challenging. The norm. Just having yeah, having new views on that, and we've looked also into that's why we brought the dry fasting. Like, do we actually really need to eat? Do we need to sleep? And and yeah, we've and, had that and this goes this goes also like okay, when you start being on fruit, you probably eat less. You feel you need less, People. and then if you live in places that are less polluted, you feel okay, maybe I need to eat less, get more the light. Then when you eat less, you need to sleep less. Like people who do long dry fast, like nine days, 10 days, they say, oh, I don't need to sleep anymore. And it's just a totally new way to live where to me, I'm really about letting go of some of my needs. And then you step into, well, oh, I don't need to sleep as much. I don't need to eat. Maybe I eat by pleasure, but I don't really need to. And then when you don't need to eat and you live in a place like Bali where you can also sleep outside because it's warm and stuff it's like you don't really need anything you know like why people work what's the fear i don't have something to eat and then when you have that like it's beautiful so again like for me i'm like just new to that so you know so i, I you, can feel like change. that can be triggering because it's like I okay see. what are you talking about and all that so i'm on it's just a pass i'm excited to discover yeah. And, and I just want to put the bigger picture of it also of just like going towards freedom, challenging what we think are basic needs and maybe what's what's behind around um, control or ad- addiction. Yeah, I, I think for me, what I'm really playing with is how can my body be a self-healing machine? Mm. And when you're talking about being hijacked, it's like the term that Josh brought up in the episode a couple episodes ago about sense making. Like the way that we make sense of the world has to do with food. Mm. We have been brought into this, mm. you know, of like not only eat, eat three times a day, not only eat three times a day. Mm. You have your grandmother and your mom saying, you can finish your meal or you're not going to grow up. Mm. You know, you're not going to, you're going to be small. And sleep eight hours a night. Sleep eight but Yeah. Like that. I haven't, I haven't really pushed on this one. But that's an interesting one too. That is another, that's another one. But we know that the army does it. We know that like mm. the Israeli army, they like torture people. Well, they, they, they train their their soldiers to get up and stuff like that. So we know that there's different elements of this in extreme mm. parts of culture. Mm. But um, I think for us, this is like a really interesting conversation. And I think like in terms of self-healing, yesterday I was in Changu. Mm. I stopped by a place to get a to get a snack yeah the lady looked at me and she's like where have you been i said ubud she's like welcome she's like you've lost so much weight mm. i'm like well no i've lost so much waste <laughs> because i've had like mm. my i've been inflamed basically it's been mucus yeah. and it's been inflammation in my system that like as i cleared mm. it through i've i look thinner yeah well, and, and, and that's a really good point because for me, it's like I want to transition towards more purity in general. Mm-hmm. And that can be eating fruits, may, then maybe it's eating less. But I want to keep my strengths. I want to, it doesn't have to, like there's different metrics, you know, like a lot of people uh, who went on fruits, for example, maybe they can do more pull-ups, but they ca- can't lift as much. So, But overall, I want to stay like, like I know a lot of people who went that route and then become super skinny, and it's kind of like detachment from the body. Well, I want to keep really being with my body and feeling, okay, I'm doing that not just as a spiritual quest. I want to be closer to God and detached from the body. 
I want that also to be closer to the universe or whatever, but also want to be super healthy Balance. and super vital. Chris Manley. Yeah, because a lot of people, exactly. So, and there are a lot of people actually I, I look to do that. I'm going to interview a guy called Josh X in a couple of days Sweet. who's doing bodybuilding while on the fruit. And that's inspirational because there's also a lot of people, especially around Ubud, who like, for example, I saw photos of Tahir Kawal, uh, my friend Daniel, the tea server also did that, who kind of went that spiritual quest and went like, almost brazilians, but then really became super skinny and detached from the body. That's not, I think that has its own beauty, but it's not my quest for now. Yeah. I love the idea of dry fasting mm. as a spiritual practice mm. and also as a self-healing practice. Mm. I also love the idea that you're bringing up right now of like living unlimited food and fruit and juices and still working out. Yeah. And that's something that there's very few examples of. Chris mm. Manley is like, he mm. barely eats. He's like mm. in the breatharian yeah. kind of realm. Um, but that's something that really mm. excites me. Yeah. And like, like as an idea. Yeah. If you look at Victor Truviano, so not drinking or, uh, or eating for like, I think 16, 17 years, he still does tools, but he looks tools? like- Tools? What's that? Like going around places and oh, so tours, still like tours. working. But he looks very, uh, yeah, not, let's say for me and then my ego, but not like I want to look. But Elitom Elamin, that's another one. He's Brazilian and he looks, he looks so good, man. So I think first of all, it's important that we say we're like exploring these things. Yeah, yeah. And like, I might this... feel strong about it, but if I didn't feel strong about it, I wouldn't have explored it so deeply. Mm. Um, I think that the thing that really strikes me in terms of like who I am now versus who I was a year ago yeah. is a thought that I remember, I, I know one of my friends, this guy, Dmitry Lapshinov, who's a Russian uh, teacher and he lived four years on just water. Mm. Um, and when I shared that with my brother-in-law, Andrew, who lives in Canada, he was like, impossible, not possible. You can't live without mm. food. And well, I've lived without food and with water for five days. Like, mm. but in the... I love using this term that the sense making that we've been taught, you can't do that. Like yeah. it's like 36 hours and that's it. And look, what's actually dying inside of you is the parasites mm. as opposed to like you and your soul. So it's an interesting conversation. Yeah. I think it depends also on environment and things like this. So I think some people, if they were to do five day dry on a, from a Western diet, they might die. Yeah, I think they you know, so you have like, to prep and move in that direction. <laughs> so that's why... Uh, <laughs> not medical advice. Yeah, this is not medical advice. But he did go to business school. Yeah. So yeah. So this is this could be financial advice. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Also, is dry fasting. There's not much to sell you. Well, that's the thing. And like some <laughs> people, some people I hear, okay. yeah, like do something called looping. What's that? When you're only drinking, what mm. these people call your orin. Chlorine? Yeah, like, I don't know where to get some, but imagine you pee mm. in a cup. Pee in a cup. Pee in a cup. And that's like a all, cup of pee. A cup Let's of pee. Let's have a cup of pee. 